Hi there. I'm Eric Wordweaver Shervin, Gothi of the Ridgar Folk here in East Texas, and I would like to welcome you to The Raven's Call. This is a show where I ramble on about different heathen-related subjects, just kind of whatever strikes my fancy, sets my mind on fire at the time. A uh, big UPG warning at the beginning of these episodes, like always. Uh, I am, <laughs> I'm just me. Uh, this, this channel reflects my views and the way that I see heathenry and uh, the way that I work with the world and my worldview. It doesn't even necessarily reflect that of my tribe, but I do find that a lot of my tribe share common thought on uh, a lot of the points. Uh, in generality, that's why we're tribe. Uh, but I do know that it varies heavily from the points of view that many of you have. Uh, I know this from experience and conversations, and I enjoy those conversations. They're a lot of fun and lead to some really awesome conversations. That being said, all my contact information is down below. Check it out. Uh, email, link to my book, all that fun stuff. It, it's all down there. You, you guys know the deal. Um, contact me however you would like. I do have about five emails that are stacked up in my box right now that I need to reply to. Um, couple of my bookmark because they're going to make really good video suggestions and there were a lot of good video uh, video suggestions at the end of the last video um, so I will definitely be taking advantage of those requests because I, I they excited me I was like okay this is cool I've got some cool ideas that we can work with this um, plus like I said in the whole state of the channel address um, I plan on doing some project videos and whatnot coming up. Uh, I talked a little bit in the, um, the post script, the, the cutting room floor, uh, about my playing with my lathe and some of the ideas that I've got going with that. Uh, one of the comments that I got on my previous video was that if I made rune sets, uh, people might be interested in buying them. Um, never really thought about that, but uh, if that is an area of interest, if that's something that people are interested in, I may explore a little bit of that. Um, haven't really towed into that too much uh, because I know one of my dear friends does that as you know, kind of a monetization element along with his channel, and I haven't really explored it. Usually, I like to do runes for my own personal use, but I don't know. It's been a while. I enjoy making them. It's it's very soothing for me. So. I might. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's an idea. So we're going to come back to that. Uh, but if this wood lay thing catches on and I get some of my wood burning stuff going again, I may end up doing like an Etsy shop or something like that and selling some of the stuff out of there. All depends. Uh, there's a lot that's up in the air right now with the rest of my life. So we will see where I land and that will tell me what my availability is to do some of these other things. So yeah, it's a thing. So anyway. On to, well, before we get on today's subject, because this one is spurred on by a buddy of mine and one of his recent videos, I would like to give a shout out to Jesse Stillwagon over there at Midgard's Musings. If you guys haven't checked his channel out, I highly recommend it. Uh, he is a down-to-earth guy, uh, very similar to me in a lot of the ways that we approach things, but he's walked his own path and has his own point of view on things, and I really enjoy it. Um, was catching up on some of his videos earlier, and that actually gave me the idea for today's video. So shout out to Jesse. You guys need to go over and check out his channel. Uh, I need to start putting a link to that down in the uh, in the comments. He gives me a shout out on his, so I felt like returning the favor. Um, but yeah, Jesse's awesome. Most of you guys probably already subscribed to him because he's got like half again as many subscribers as I do. I think he's up to like 3,500 or something like that, and I'm still down in the 2000s, so eh, it's a thing. Um, his videos are better produced. He takes more time on the production quality of it, and uh, mine are... You know, more about content and less about less about production, though I would like to play with production a little bit more. I just don't really have the time to focus on production. Um, I'm usually doing good to get a video in there. So we'll see. I don't know. 
um, play with ideas and everything like that. Um, we'll go. So on to today's actual subject, and uh, that is going to be the subject of self-reliance with relation to Frith. Now, Jesse did a recent video, uh, I think it was his last video of 2020, on the subject of anarchy within heathenry. If that's an interesting subject to you, go over and check the video out. Highly recommend it. It's well done, well thought out, and well put together. Um, he and I share a viewpoint uh, on this, but maybe some of the informing uh, ideas behind it are a little different. And that's one of the things that spurred this idea of, uh, of conversation, because uh, within the idea of anarchy, he gets onto this subject of self-reliance. And self-reliance was actually the one that kind of spurred the, the video in the first place. There was a com comment made by one of his viewers about how you know self-reliance plays in with, with heathenry and everything. And um, you know it was pretty evident pretty very quickly that the comment itself was fueled by the self-reliance aspect of the nine noble virtues. It's a bit of a stretch. I don't know for certain because I haven't spoken to the person who actually did the comment, but it felt to me like it was influenced by that. And uh, you guys have seen my, my take on the nine noble virtues. They're a useful tool, but they're, they're way too cookie cutter and uh, way too boiled down, way too simplified. Yes, you can find stanzas within the Havamal that support the idea of self-reliance, but there's more context behind it, especially when taken in the context of an Archheathen view as opposed to a modern Western view, which is what most of us experience uh, as far as the viewership on my channel, which is largely North American. Now, I know some of the viewpoints in Europe and Northern Europe, things like that, are going to be a little bit different. Um, I think I actually have a few viewers in Australia. Shout out to my Australia viewers. So there's a little bit of a different take, and the modern world in its disconnected form has done a lot to dissolve the idea of the family unit. And in that, self-reliance has become significantly more important, especially in North America where the U.S. was originally founded on the idea of staunch self-reliance because in the Wild West, when it was the Wild West, you couldn't look out for anybody but yourself, ostensibly. That's at least what the media of the, the movies and things like that would have you believe. But in all actuality, when you get down to it, the essence of old world sensibilities. There are examples in the Havamal of self-reliance being mentioned, you know, it talks about not being a Fletcher to anyone but yourself and things like that. Um, there's several, I just didn't go back and pull them specifically, but it's enough that it's, it catches the eye. And yes, absolutely, self-reliance is important, but self-reliance is important because of Frith. And that's, that's the rub. That's where I wanted to get into today's subject because uh, I do want to focus a number of my videos and things on subjects like Frith uh, because that is a misunderstood subject largely. A lot of people construe Frith to be like friendship and things like that. And you've seen my videos before, hopefully at this point. If not, go back and check them out. The essence of Frith is actually obligation. And uh, like I said, you can go back and watch the super detailed stuff on it before. Well, it's not super detailed, but the dedicated videos to it uh, on the idea that of uh, frith and obligation. But obligation is the root element of frith. It is the trust that one will uphold uh, their obligation within the social contract that is established. And this is the essence of archheathen society. That was the basis of society and how things were uh, developed and built around. It was the idea that everyone did their part 
you were reliant on themselves, uh, but all towards a central goal of the survival of the family, tribe, clan, etc. And so, in essence, what we have here is, yes, self-reliance is very much an important part of heathenry. But why? You know, why, why, why? I'm always about the whys. And the why, essentially, is that in, in the tribal thought pattern, each individual brings a certain something to the tribe. They are born into frith, born into an obligation to the family to help the family survive, to help the family develop. Just like uh, the reciprocation of that is when the child is born, uh, the, the parents automatically take on frith to the child in the obligation to protect that child, to raise that child, provide for that child. In a society based on tribal mentality, these different interconnected families that make up tribe are helping one another to survive. It is a survival of a group. And it's not... There is sometimes a misconception that tries to portray tribalism as kind of a kind of an extremist socialism. It's really not. Uh, it really very much is not. Um, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to tribalism and how that works. But there is an interconnectedness to tribalism. There is that reciprocal obligation that is the essence of everything. Um, individuals bring their worth to the tribe. Their worth is established through deed and action. They are good at certain things and that is their place that's that's you find your place in the society and once you found your place and you dig out your niche you begin to give back to the society and it builds and continues we do this similarly in the west today in america through jobs and raising the family uh different roles that a person can take within a family unit, whether that's, you know, producing money or producing uh, produce, things needed to live, or if that is taking care of home front and developing a family, seeing that the household continues running and taking care of those elements. Each of those is an essential job, an essential part of the overall family survival. Uh, too much focus on one will leave the other lacking and then the whole thing will start to fall in upon itself. So it falls to the individual members, whatever their particular paradigm is, to uphold their end of the bargain. If you've established that, you know, this is your role within the family, then you step up and you do that. You know, uh, modern Western society, it's not at all uncommon to have two breadwinners in the family because it's just too difficult these days to try and survive off of one income, typically. Uh, some people do it, um, other people have a harder time with it, depends on industries, it depends on a number of things that play out. But in this, both have an obligation to bring in financial support to the family, and if they fail to uphold their end of the bargain, this begins to damage Frith. This begins to damage that bond with the family, and ultimately will damage the cohesion of the family as a whole. Uh, there are a number of individuals I know that after they've lost their jobs also had their relationships fall apart because of a degradation of this reciprocation. Um, they were no longer feeding back into the family in a way that they were used to and failed to compensate in a different way and it all kind of fell apart. But having two breadwinners in the family means that both need to step up and do something within the house to help keep the house going. It is a team effort, very much, and that's what tribalism is largely about, is team effort. It is about working together towards a common goal, but being 
able to uphold your end of the bargain. And that's where the self-reliance element comes in. Self-reliance is your ability to uphold your obligation within the frith web. If you are constantly reliant on someone else, then you are not feeding back in the energies that are needed to establish and maintain frith. Uh, I am going to come back, I promise guys, I'm going to come back and do the frith weaver episode. Uh, I've had a lot of interest in that when I dropped that particular tidbit. I am going to come back on the frith weaver episode uh, in this coming year, hopefully. Uh, it's on my docket of things to cover, but uh, I also have a number of viewer requests that I want to cover as well. So, in establishing this frith web, you establish reciprocal obligations, right? We've covered all of that. And self-reliance is your ability to uphold your end of the bargain, okay? So, when a person comes in and is maybe no longer able to fulfill uh, financial obligations because of a job falling through or something like that, well then they can step up in other areas uh, because the other person is probably going to have to step up a little bit to try and compensate for that. And so the other person can kind of compensate in a different way. Balance has to be maintained in some form or fashion for everything to work. And it's not like it's, it's, it's not, it's not a job. It is a desire. Frith is the desire to keep the balance, to keep the mechanisms working. And understanding that Frith will absorb a great deal. If a person's unable to fulfill their obligation on the end of Frith for a little while, that doesn't necessarily mean Frith is going to fall apart. If they completely abandon any attempt to fill that hole, to you know, right that train as it were, then yes, it will eventually fall apart because it becomes a drain on the other individual who is upholding their end of the bargain, only to have the other individual not. And uh, this has changed heavily in the modern era, at least the perception of it has changed. The actual mechanics haven't changed. And that's the problem that I see in a lot of times is that the modern perceptions do not understand frith and reciprocal obligation, which is why I think largely uh, family units have begin, begun to fall apart. There's an overemphasis on self-reliance without the understanding context of reciprocal obligation. Without that obligation element, self-reliance then becomes almost rebellious in nature, and it is not playing as a team. Yes, you can be self-reliant on your own, but if you are trying to be part of a greater social structure, your self-reliance is your own capacity to fulfill whatever your role may be. I'm pretty vague on the specific roles there because it is vague. Uh, that's one of those things that you know you have understood obligations within a family unit, within a tribe, within clan, and those obligations change. Like my obligation to my family is very different than my obligation to my tribe. As a Goldi, my obligation to my tribe is to keep them right with the gods and goddesses and to facilitate the routine festivals that help us to, as a tribe, stay good with the tribe of the gods, to make sure that we are feeding back into that cycle, the gift cycle with the gods, and maintaining the luck of the tribe. My job is also to protect the luck of the tribe in as best I can, uh, and also to help provide spiritual and uh, you know overall guidance where is appropriate. But 
my obligation to my family is far different because I am directly supporting my family. And uh, that's both my hearth and my clan. My role to my hearth is far more integral because I am you know, one of the two people that can constitute my hearth. And so we each carry a certain amount of weight and when one of us is unable to pick up the slack uh, or fulfill our normal obligation, the other has to pick up the slack to compensate. Uh, in a larger family, there's a little bit more give and take across. You don't necessarily feel the weight as much on one singular individual, which is why families in the olden days tended to be larger because you had more people to help absorb the weight of Frith. Now, they would not have phrased it like that. Uh, that wouldn't have been the verbal context that they gave to it. A uh, bunch of kids help be able to work the farm more, right? Kind of idea. Uh, you get the idea that, you know, having children was not just perpetuating the family line, but it was also helping to run the farm. It was helping to provide for the family, plus it was helping to protect the family line and spread the family line. So all of that kind of played in together as an obligation of the, the family, the parents to the rest of the family to help procreate and extend the family, but it also helped the family itself strengthen their frith web and better absorb those things. The idea behind frith and marriage as far as the reciprocal obligation goes, does play into some of those kind of political marriages that came about because those were meant to be uh, alliances that helped strengthen the family, that helped strengthen the clan, and an individual would enter into such an arrangement in order to do their part to help strengthen the clan. If it brought in money, if it brought in a large branch of the family that then would be able to assist in farming, that would branch out business stuff, that would help in arms, you know, there's all kinds of things that it could play into. Read a bit, you'll be able to see how it plays out. But if you think about the context of Frith in that, and Frith as the obligation to not just the hearth, but also to the family, you will end up seeing some different ideologies behind why some of this may have occurred. And it's very interesting when you get into that and you see that, you know, some of these alliances were made in very good faith. They may have seemed like arranged marriages or something like that. And in essence, they may have been, or they may have seemed like political marriages. They were, but still they were an upholding of frith to the family. And this jars somewhat, I think, with modern sensibilities as are pushed in the Western world, at least, uh, with the overfocus on the individual. There's a lot of reasons for that that go into the socio-political element of things. I will simply say that a group of individuals is easier to manipulate than a unified group. Uh, <laughs> do with that what you will. And there are some deeply psychological issues that occur when you isolate people sociologically and then you supplement that with artificial tribe. And uh, that that gets very Machiavellian in nature by the time you're done. Um, but yeah, there's some reasons for that that have been perpetuated throughout modern society. Plus, there's just the generalized idea of an overfocus on the ego, an overfocus on self-reliance, self, this individualization um, taken to an extreme is what I should say, uh, because there is a normal amount of individualization that occurs within a family tribe, uh, family and tribe, clan. You're dealing with the sense of self, the sense of identity within a tribal entity. The tribal entity 
informs the individual, and the individual takes on their particular flavor with relation to the tribal entity itself. Um, you know, you can. Each of my brothers is very different from myself, but when we get us together, you can tell we're all the Shervin boys. Um, we have a certain um, clan culture that we are all a part of. We are all a piece of this whole, but we are our own individuals within it. And the family business that I'm trying to help out with here is an excellent example of each of us trying to uphold our frith with relation to the family. Uh, there is, you know, when, when the family business falls on hard times, we jump in and we try to help. Um, there have been times where my brothers have worked for extended periods of time without a paycheck, uh, just to help make things work. And that's just what family does. Now, not everybody has the availability to do that. Uh, and in order to compensate for some of that, uh, there are some other things that, you know, the family's been able to do to help kind of support the brothers and everything so they can do this. But in essence, it works out okay. So now, like I said, the, uh, the essence of all of what I'm trying to say today is that self-reliance and frith go hand in hand. They're actually one and the same. They're tied together and they are integral to the overall working of a society. Self-reliance is intrinsic in frith. It is necessary. It is an absolute necessity when it comes to upholding frith because if you are not self-reliant enough to be able to uphold your end of the bargain, then you are not upholding your obligation within the frith web. The frith web begins to be damaged by that and there are repercussions. Now the strength of the frith web obviously decides how much the frith web can absorb that, but you get where I'm going with that. So that's my gist on that one. Uh, thanks to Jesse for the idea. I mean, he didn't like kick it over to me, but he did spark the idea. So thanks, Jesse. Appreciate you, man. Um, again, guys, go over and check out his video. I'm going to do some more here uh, in time coming up. Um, I pretty much covered this one. If I keep going on, I'm just going to be redundant and rambly. And I'm, I'm already kind of rambly on this one. I apologize for that, guys. There's a lot of interruptions in this one, a number of edits that I'm going to have to do. And I'm hoping that I can splice it together in such a way that it is actually coherent. So... Uh, there may be some repetition in there because of a break that I had to take and then come back in. So I, I apologize for that, but we'll see how it cranks out. So stay tuned, guys. I'm hoping to have some really cool stuff coming up this year, uh, different ideas, and depending on job situation, hopefully some 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 cool innovations. We'll see. Uh, it just depends. That It can either get better or it can get worse as far as my production schedule goes. I don't know yet. We shall see. So anyway, thank you guys. Uh, hail to you all. I hope 2020, 2021 is treating you well and that it continues to do so. Um, it's probably going to continue to be a wild and bumpy ride, but you know we're, we're in it. Uh, hopefully you guys can, can weather the storm and that your luck is strong. So hail to you all. May your hearth fires burn bright.